0: Agents Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Street text, where you can run Facebook ads that actually work. They're ready-to-go Facebook ads that include landing pages, text message assistance through AI, drip emails, capture forms, and best practices. Join Street Text at StreetText.com. Lab Coat Nation, welcome back for another episode of the Lab Coat Agents
1: Podcast. And it's not uncommon that I say, as we go into these podcasts, that I literally just met somebody like two minutes ago. Today's even more unique, and we're going to test my skills here, because I wasn't even sure why we were meeting, because this is what Tristan does to me sometimes, as he forwards me guests with no context whatsoever. So my friend Jason Martin, and my, and, and my new friend Jason Martin, uh, and I just spent 10 minutes rapping about uh, some pretty awesome stuff. And I'm excited now to share this with you. He is a uh, real estate leader in the DMV market and has just released a new book called This Is Your Captain Speaking. And the reason why I'm probably most excited about this conversation today is because Hey, we're not going to really talk about business. This is going to be more about life lessons and becoming the best version of you. And, and let me stop right there before you, before you stop listening, because you think this is going to be a hokey conversation. Don't stick with it because this is the kind of stuff that, you know, real estate agents, you get into the business and you get into the business for all the wrong reasons. And then you find yourself in business. And, and 10 years later, either A, you're struggling or B, you have nothing to show for it. And so I think uh, we're going to talk about so many of, of the things that so many of you overlook today uh, when it comes to life and how it relates back to business. And you know what? I've only had you know 10 minutes of your time so far, Jason. So I'm excited to get another 30 or 45. Welcome to the show, my friend
2: well thank you for having me and and you uh you did a nice job setting that up there so we we were chatting for 10 minutes and i got to know you and you got to know me in 10 minutes you get a new friend in this world isn't that fun
1: isn't that amazing it's fun i tell you what i'm i always tell people i'm the luckiest guy in real estate because i get to host the lab code agents podcast which means i get to meet some amazing people uh and and today is no different so jason let's let's start with this let's assume our audience doesn't know who you are so give them give them a quick st- a quick background of who you are, where you come from, how you came up in the business, and what led you to where you are today.
2: Gotcha. I uh, got into the business in 2003. Prior to that, like most agents in the business, I was in a different profession altogether. I'm a former sports anchor. So I did that. Uh, that was my childhood dream coming out of college was to be a sports anchor. Did that for a few years and then got into real estate in 2003 I run a team based in Washington, D.C., as you mentioned. There's about 15 of us, and we did over 100 million, closer to 110 million last year, 175 units, on pace to do 250 units this year. And I throw all of that out there really, really fast. And, Jeff, I'm just going to tell you one thing. I think, and you'll appreciate it, I think we talk about, and I appreciate you asking that question, we talk about that component too much. Like what's your, what's your numbers, what's your production, what's your team like? And I think that's all good, right? It gives, gives some uh, credibility to who I am and why we're on the podcast. But the reality is I don't, I don't really focus on that stuff. While I know it, I don't focus on that. What I really focus on is being the best version of myself possible. I want to be the best father I can be. I want to be the best husband I can be. I want to be the best uh, business leader, I can be, and, and what I've learned, and this is where I hope people will, will get something out of this conversation, is by focusing on being the best version of me possible, even though that sounds selfish, and we'll talk about that in a second, others reap the benefits of it. Those closest to me reap the benefits of it, and that's my children and my wife, and and the cool part about it is when you do that, when you adapt that mindset, it overflows into the business side of it. So why I say we talk too much about the business, I genuinely believe it. I I think the business can still prosper without that being the number one priority and number one focus. And for me, my number one priority is my family. And uh, that's kind of how we got to this living legacy, this book that's coming out. And it's packed with a bunch of life lessons that are also applicable to business.
1: I love it. Uh, so i got a couple questions, uh, but yep. first I, I need to digress. Uh, I'm a big sports fan, so <laughs> I have to know uh, you were a sports
2: anchor in what sport?
1: Uh, how long did you do that? Tell me a little bit more about that.
2: Sure. I was in uh, that. So when the time I could far back as I could remember, that was my childhood dream. And uh, we got a chapter in the book on that. It's called a now batting, which talks about dreams and why you should chase them and how to chase them, but got into that uh, out of college, graduated from the university of South Carolina, First job was in Augusta, Georgia, uh, Masters in 2001. And uh, so that was that was very, very fun. Some good experiences with Arnold Palmer and Tiger Woods at the Masters in 2001. Again, we share some of those stories in the book and then went from uh, went from there to Wilmington, North Carolina as the Fox anchor for a local station there and did that for a few years. And. And then switched over to real estate. So box checked for uh, dream chasing and dream accomplishing. And then um, and now I'm still now. Still, now I'm still a dreamer, man.
1: Why'd you leave? Why'd you leave uh, sports?
2: It, it's uh, the real answer is, and I'll be direct with you guys, is it's a hard industry to control your own destiny so that's that's the main reason It's like man this is this is tough. this isn't really within my control, so i I could see it being capped and myself getting frustrated with with the trajectory so that well, was it I,
1: and that's that's a lot of reason why a lot of people get into real estate. I actually left sports to get into the mortgage industry, and it was totally accidental, but same reason sports was fun, but I had no control over my future. And um, I just decided that I wanted to have more opportunities, and I would have more by creating them myself. I love what you said there. So I, I want to move forward because actually I could probably spend thirty or forty-five minutes just talking to you about that. In fact, we could just talk about the masters alone uh, if, if you wanted to, but uh, I don't think our audience would be interested in that. So you, you mentioned that we talk too much about business, and and you know here I am as the podcast host, and that's really by and large, out of the 110 plus episodes that we've done, I can count on one hand how many have kind of not been about business, right? That's just Mm -hmm. not common because at the end of the day, and I think if I'm listening to this, I'm thinking to myself, okay, I love what you say, but at the same token, I'm still running the business. And so when I get into a lab code agents, for example, I go there not to be entertained, but to be educated and learn about business, right? So- I'm, I'm thinking what somebody else might be thinking, which is, yep. okay, you're probably right, but at the same token, how the hell do I run a successful business if I'm not immersed in learning about business?
2: So thank you for asking that. And that's a very valid point. So let me ask you a couple questions, if you don't mind. It'll help us dive into this conversation. In your professional world, when do you think you're operating at your peak performance? Like you personally, let's just use you as an example when are you at your best? And, and free flow, let's let it ride.
1: When am I at my best? Like the time of day, the time of
2: year? Like, well, what's the context? Anything. Of the when, when's your mindset? When's your productivity? When is your energy? What is your, what is your peak performance? If you're a race car, what's, when you're, doing the, 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 you're at the, your peak speed, how did you get there?
1: I mean, well, for me, I, I guess the answer to that question—that's a—that's a tough question to answer. But I, I would say that I'm probably in my the prime when I am when I get the opportunity to talk about the things that I'm most passionate about. That's when I'm really that's when I'm really moving, right? And I think in this in this world, we all struggle a little bit to, to stay focused. I know I do, um, but but I think I really get into a groove when I have the opportunity to usually it's coaching or helping someone, uh, which I do a lot of that. And so I guess maybe that's, that's probably one of the reasons why success is also following me because uh, I'm, 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 finally able to do something that I'm most passionate about. And I guess it probably shows. So I guess is that I don't know. Is that too vague? No, that's
2: that's that's a perfect answer. And there's no right or wrong answer here. But I appreciate you answering it that way. You said a word passion. And I think about the word passion. And what do you tie to that? You tie energy to that. You like helping people. You like coaching people. Well, I hear that a little differently than probably some of the audience hears it. I hear and go, what does that have to do with business? we're we're not talking about business we're talking about what excites you we're talking about what gives you energy we're talking about what you're drawn to we're talking about helping people and then you see how that links to the professional side right you're running towards what excites you the person because that's that's what that's what gets you going that's what motivates you so if you're you're clear enough on the front end to understand what gives you that energy and what your passions are the business you just defined it very well for me the business will follow Mm -hmm. so like it's contagious when you share with the world what you're passionate about so that's why i think if we just went into tell me about your businesses and tell me how many hours a day you work or do you grind it out of course all of those may be components but check out on the front end what we just did with that conversation right there. Right. And then what I think people can do is go there first and business second. And that's why I think we talk too much about it. Not that we don't have to talk about business. You ask about my numbers. i ripped them off. I know the numbers. The business requires a certain amount of effort. I get all of that. But let's let's talk about you, the person, first. Because I think when we can go in that order – it is so much easier to be purposeful and to be productive in the business arena. And I really, really do. If you look at the business as a grind, right? And you're like, I'm grinding every day and and this is what I gotta do and lead generation. I know the conversations, I've been around a long time. That's a hard way to think about it. But I think about the businesses, not necessarily as the business, but opportunity. I think of it as opportunity to constantly be learning. I think of it as opportunity to get a master's degree in business, an opportunity to understand the psychology of people, um, an opportunity to understand relationships, an opportunity to learn all sorts of business skills that I can apply to anything. So I I just reverse engineer it and, and how I look at it. And it also makes it easier. It makes the business easier because that's the way I think about it. It's more exciting for me to understand the full opportunity through the lens of life first.
1: Sure. Okay. So I, now that you just quantified that, it totally makes sense to me because of the fortunate path that I've been on, which has been, you know, you and I talked about this off air for a minute, which was, I started doing things. I started coming from contribution and just giving and giving. I found a niche, right? By accident, which for me was video but I was lucky enough to find it before people were doing it so that I quickly became an authority on it. And then I quickly realized that if I share it, that people gravitated towards me and I didn't need to spot, not need to speak about business. So now I teach that. And which sounds to me like it's exactly what you're talking about. My question is this, I get it. Like I get exactly what you're saying, which is, which is kind of like the Gary V jab, jab hook, but more like jab, 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 like in perpetuity. And then maybe throw a little hook in there every once in a while. But, and this is what I tell people, if you follow this type of a strategy, it will come back tenfold. It will. But most people, I guess, can't get out of their own way because they just want to sell. I don't know if they want to, they feel like they need to sell. Like if I'm going to get on Facebook live, I have to talk about real estate statistics, right? And they don't understand why they have no following and they get no engagement because that content is boring. Just using that as an example. It's
2: not authentic to who they are.
1: Correct. So the question though, then then lies as somebody listening and saying, okay, I've actually followed Jeff and I've heard him say this before. Now I'm hearing Jason say it. Uh, how do I, fo- like I'm passionate about gardening, for example, or I'm passionate sure. about golf. How do I tie those passions back How does that come back? I get it. Jeff did video and now he's a social media expert and I get it, but how do I
2: find that? How do I find my niche? So I'm a little worried about the folks who, and I've been one of them. So let let me say that first. And, And as a long career, 18, 19, almost 20 years, I've been one of these folks who didn't understand what my passion was in the business. I think there's a lot of listeners you have right now who don't understand what about the business excites them. So let let me break that down for a second. For those that are just doing transactions and it's a job, I get it. But boy, I'd hate to be in that role. I I mean, I just, it wouldn't excite me each day when I get up to have that mentality. Some people need it, just I don't. When, When you're able to identify, for me within the business realm, you know what excites me in the business realm? Is, is helping agents grow their business. That is my passion, is helping people grow. You like to coach people, you, you, you're, you're host of this podcast, you like to share information. It's the same thing for me. So if I can apply what, what excites me in life to the business piece, the business is so much easier. So so my passion within the industry is helping agents grow their business. And genuinely, I, I get a, a boost of energy from an agent who comes and goes, I'm seven months in the business and I got four things under contract and I've had something to do with that. So I understand what excites me. And you can do the same thing in the on the transaction side. The reason I came up with this, which it didn't happen overnight, but about three years ago, I said, okay, what what on the transaction side excites me? If you break that down, you're out there servicing a client, it's not opening the door, it's likely not writing the contract. It's not going to the inspection. This is just for me. And I imagine it's a lot for for everybody else. But what did excite me as as the agent was helping somebody move somewhere in their lives, right? Doing uh, uh, something for them that you're selling their house and they're going to retire. You're selling their house and it's going to pay for their kids' uh, college. You're their first-time buyer and you're helping them get their first house. I draw energy from that, man. So like, that's really fun for me. And guess what I'm talking about? We're right back to full circle. We're talking about life. So we are talking about life. And and I think when you go with it like that, you can draw energy from different things in the business. Because if we're having a frank conversation, this business can be a grind. Mm -hmm. Let's let's not overlook the grind that, that can take place. But if we can make it purposeful and understand what motivates us and where we're going in life because of the opportunities the business is providing for us, bang, it doesn't feel like a business anymore. Right. And, and, and people are like, well, what do you mean it doesn't feel like a business anymore? It, it doesn't feel so transactional. Let me say it better. It doesn't feel so transactional. Right. It feels like all I'm doing is moving in a direction that I want to go in my life, and, and the business is just a part of that. And through this, this journey that I put myself through, that's that's how we came up with the book. Like here I am. I'm just open to to experiencing life first. And that's why I got the first book coming out. And you go to todayyouchoose.com. If you want to connect with me on this stuff, I'd be happy to talk to anybody about it. Today you and, and the book is this is your captain speaking. Life lessons from the journey so far.
1: I love it. I love it. So you know, I mentioned I, I mentioned kind of how I stumbled upon mine. Uh, let's talk about yours, you know? So you, 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 you've clearly found this and you've so profound to you. You wrote a book about it. Um, tell us, tell us like, what, what was it? Because the reality is, is and I hear you talking about these things and it, it reminds me like, even for me in the mortgage business, you in the real estate business, the transaction doesn't go away. Like the, the, the mortgage process arguably is harder now than ever. Same with the real estate side, because you're a part of that, right? It's become more scrutinized. It's just the way of the world uh, for a lot of different reasons. And so that part never stops sucking, right? But I will agree with you. Like it doesn't suck as bad as it used to, even though it's actually harder now. One's because I've scaled the business because and now I have people to handle that piece of it that I don't have to anymore. And that's one benefit to it. Uh, I think the other is, and you kind of alluded to this is the business, the same, the same sucky business doesn't become, it becomes more enjoyable when you're not also stressed about where's my next deal going to come from. Yes. And is that, so I I, I kind of diverged away from the question, which was, what was it for you? Like, what was it that led you down this path? Um, it's a worry.
2: gravitational pull, right? So you, you, you're you're probably happier right now, Jeff. And I, I, I and hearing you talk, you're not you're super ambitious. I get it. I understand that you got things you want to accomplish. I I don't doubt any of that. But are you are you happy right? Like you you seem pretty happy right now.
1: Like I enjoy work yeah. now more than ever.
2: Yeah, it's not, me too. It's not really work. It's, it's exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I'm the exact same. Did we, have to, did we have to hustle to get here? Sure. Of course we did. But how fulfilling is it? So how did I come to it? About seven years ago, I started journaling and I started just documenting my own thoughts. And, and listen, I don't want to um, mislead anybody and tell everybody I've got it all figured out. I don't, but I'm working on it and I've learned a lot. So when I started journaling about seven years ago, I started documenting my own thoughts, good days or bad days. You can do it Twice a month, once a month, it's enough. And I started learning from myself. I'm like, that's how I used to think. Oh, I see how I think. You know how many thoughts we have in a day. You know how many thoughts we have that are negative. That's a whole nother conversation. But when I started to put the pieces together of my own life, that's when the clarity sort of came in. I was like, man, this is short, dude. Like, this is all short. My kids aren't even gonna live under my own roof for that big of a stretch of time in my my lifetime. I want to capture life to to the best that I can. And the best way for me to experience it at a happy level is to be selfish. And, and, and what does that mean? When I am my best version of myself, I have a ton of energy. I'm well rested. My brain is working well. And who reaps that benefit? Everybody around me that matters most. So I started documenting this stuff and I was like, damn, that's it that is it and that's provided a ton of clarity for me and it's also provided enough clarity that like the business happens to be growing simultaneously so while you said in the beginning like all right if you're listening and then you're like all right what is this about to be you know maybe we'll cut this off no no i'm telling you your business can double triple and quadruple i just believe and and i'll say it again we the reason that we we hold ourselves back or for people that are stuck it's the person in the mirror it's not the I need a new Zillow account, right? You
1: yeah, know? I, I think the hardest part for most people, though, is is how do I make you know? Let's just say I'm struggling right now, and I'm listening to this. I need deals, I need transactions. So I get it. I want to get there, but how do I get there? Because the truth is, and I when I when I coach people, I'll always tell them like the strategies I'm going to teach you are a long game, and here's the beauty of it. What I'm teaching you, very, very few will follow through with. And the reason they won't follow through is they don't see a quick ROI and they don't have the patience for it. And uh, And so how do you overcome that with that person who's listening to this saying, like, I feel like there's probably people like I need to vacate just this whole conversation. I love it. It's cool. It's dreamy. Yeah. But I have to vacate it because life happens and I've got a bill to pay. And I got to go find a deal. And and so what's what how would you advise somebody that's thinking like that?
2: So there's there's a couple pieces to that. So what you're asking is, is we're talking about the squeeze. So is the squeeze worth the juice? Right. There is a squeeze. There is effort that is required. All of that is in play. And a, I think people need to do a better job of asking themselves questions. I know me personally, before I look and I wasn't always this way, but before I look at new opportunities, you and I were talking about opportunities before this this call started, before I look at opportunities, I seek deeply to understand the squeeze. And what do I mean by that? What what is it going to take to do what you are just describing? And I'm going to pair that up with self-awareness. Am I willing to go through that squeeze for that result. The reason I'm able to answer that confidently is because I know myself well enough. Jeff, I don't wanna be up at eight or nine or 10 o'clock at night. I don't. I don't wanna be up at eight in the morning taking client phone calls. Let's be honest. I don't wanna work more than six hours a day. I'll tell you right now, I don't. But I, I'm understanding that because I know my own boundaries and I know when I'm my best, right? So if I went on 10 new client appointments and I went on those new client appointments at seven o'clock at night, I, my energy's so drained at seven o'clock at night that the likelihood that I would get the number of appointments that I want to get out of that is pretty minimal. If I went on those same appointments, call it nine o'clock in the morning, and I, I prefer it to be earlier than that, I bet my conversion rate is so much better. Mm -hmm. So what did I have to do to put myself in that seat to get a better conversion rate? I had to go to bed at a reasonable time. I had to shut my phone off at a reasonable time. I had to not eat a big dinner. I like to read before I go to sleep. What's my sleep patterns? All of this is in self-awareness and and just trying to get my mind in the right spot. So I am more... I'm better. I'm a better version of myself in a shorter window of time with clients.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, and, and I, I can, I can certainly agree with that. Um, so, so let's let's try to give let's try to give our audience something tactical here to to take away from this. Is there any is there any kind of exercise, mental or or, or physical, or any 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 which way that they can use to kind of find their thing or
2: their thing. things? Yep. It needs to be really, really simple. So I think journaling, everybody should journal. I'm, I'm a huge fan of that because we forget a lot of the thoughts that we have. How can we not? So journaling's a one trick that I recommend to anybody and everybody. It doesn't have to be about business. And mine's all about life. And there's a few business lessons in there. But the other trick I, I use, and there's there's this company out there called Shower Thoughts Co. Shower Thoughts Co. is this uh, dry erase Board that I can put in my shower. So if you're like me, I have my best thoughts when I'm in the shower in the morning through self awareness, right? Like when's my brain working right? When I'm in that hot steam shower, my main, my brain's like this. I'm I'm crisp, and so I researched and I'm like, well, I need to write this stuff down. You got to document your thoughts. So in my shower, I've got the the whiteboard with the dry erase, and I put three things up there for the week, and no more than three because I won't accomplish them. I just won't. If I put five, I accomplish less. If I put three, I got a good chance of making it happen. So two of the three for me are, you know, no sweets this week or exercise four times or be to sleep by 930 or 10 o'clock. My wife makes fun of me for that, by the way. But, uh, and, then, and then there might be one business goal, like 10 appointments for the week. And I track it and I go in there. And the next day, it's right there in front of my face. Okay, cool. There's my business goal, 10 appointments. But you better believe I got those personal goals right there too, because they're leading to, check this out, they're leading to that business success. If I'm tired, my success the next day in the business world is so poor. But if I'm well-rested and I'm energized and I'm charged up, my, my success rate is great. Sure, it means setting boundaries with your clients. And I know the market we're in. So like, I get there are components and there are people looking like, this is all good in theory. I'm not saying it's possible 100% of the time. I'm saying you need to start the conversation with yourself, and you need to start documenting your thoughts and see when what what is the best version of you possible. And I also don't believe, Jeff, I, I genuinely don't believe most of us have achieved our potential. I haven't achieved my full potential. You haven't achieved your full potential. I guarantee you'd sync up with that. So I, I'm, I'm curious what that looks like. Does it have to be with another 100 units of homes sold? maybe i i don't know it's that's not what gets my motors running so it it's it's a it's a lofty conversation but i'm telling you it starts with you and and that those those simple things journaling and then the the weekly goals have have changed it and just through through awareness
1: i love it i love it and and if i can add a testimonial to it you know for me it was, it's, it's weird how it all started. So it started with video because I was just trying to create differentiation. I had no law. I didn't have goals. Like in in 2020, we did almost 2000 units. Like I never dreamt of that, to be honest with you. I never dreamt of half a billion in in volume. And now we're talking about, yeah, we'll probably hit a billion. Um, never, never thought about that. And I still, I don't, I'm not even strategizing for it, but for me, it also started with, I actually met a guy named Jesse Itzler. I don't know if you know who Jesse is. Um, self-made billionaire is married to a billionaire and but the guy does some some crazy stuff and it was i i met him at a mastermind and just had the fortunate i raised my hand asked a question and ended up getting some free time with him uh, which was amazing but i was thinking to myself because i'm a fitness guy and it, funny you mentioned the shower thing most of my best thoughts come while running and yep. and which sucks because i've always thought i wish somebody would invent something that would allow me to take notes while running like an effective way to take notes while running um, because I lose a lot of them, right? Um, yeah. Because you just get lost. And I guess there's yeah. something pumping through your body, but yeah. um, it, it started for, for me, it, it has started with fitness. And it was because I, so I set a goal in 2018 to run 2018 miles. So to run the number of the year, the number of miles that are the year, which required insane discipline. It was over six miles a day average, which it, it's, it's, that's a whole nother story in and of itself. But what it has since created is now every year I create some pretty insane goals uh, and less than like that, because that was very, that was, that was challenging and I did it. But uh, and the hardest part was just avoiding injury, to be honest with you. But it has created this, this, this discipline and this desire inside myself now, because my wife gives me trouble and she's a fitness gal too, but some days I'm like, it's, 10 PM. I got to go work out. She said, why you can take a day off. And I'm like, no, no, I can't. Like, I I don't want to give myself that leeway because if I do, it'll feed into the rest of my life. And, you know, and so it's, it's amazing how little things like that, finding your discipline, finding the things that will, will drive you. And you got to find it. Like you got to dig deep. And for me, it was creating, and it was creating a challenge, putting it out on social. So everybody knew about it. And frankly, nobody would care if I didn't hit it, but it was right here. It's like, I got to do this now. Plus I, this was my ticket to a bunch of super successful people's doorsteps. I'm doing something that a bunch of millionaires and billionaires that I want to get to know better can't do. So now I just, I just impressed them and that was kind of that. That was my mindset, right? And I think I don't know if that helps anyone, but I, I do think that because that kind of couples onto what you said, which 100%. is
2: listen to where that came from. So I broke this down, took a few notes from what awesome. you just said, just to be a, a listener, right? That's that's a skill set. Running, you have your best thoughts when you're running. Okay, you, you mean you don't have your best thoughts while you're sitting in a boardroom or or on a board of directors? Maybe you do, but you have yours when you're running. You're setting goals when you're running like you, you, that's what you're doing you're associating running with how to achieve results if the light bulb isn't going off right here right now then, then you and i haven't had a we got to reshoot this or, or re-record this running is leading you to the professional thing running for you is life dude so like that's that's all we're trying to say, and then we challenge ourselves. The book, this is your captain speaking. One of the things I was looking for is a new challenge to do something I never thought I could do, and I took this on. And the book's really more about life and family than it certainly is about business. Although the lessons are certainly uh, universal. When I took it on, it started to teach me lessons like, oh wow, you know, I might have to write for sixty days in a row. Consistency. So through life and writing a book, I learned consistency beyond a level of consistency I'd ever been at in my professional world. Of where do you think I could then apply that to? The professional world. Mm-hmm. So, so I actually taught myself a higher level of consistency through just trying to challenge myself here in life. And the end result is th- this book that, uh, that I'm super proud of, and I've, I've given it to my family and my kids, and it's a legacy for them. And it's just through life, man. And and you're sitting there listening or people are listening like, how many times is he going to say it? I am passionate about life because life will get you the results you want in other areas. So if you're a student of that game, you're a student of yourself, you're listening to podcasts, you're reading books, and oh, by the way, you're taking action to move in the direction, there you go. That's, that's it. And we haven't got into talking about engine parts. Like, what part of your business or that. And I'm so thankful for that because that's a whole nother conversation. We don't have to ignore it. But if we can get this down first, the other stuff, you and I almost seem to be passive about the other stuff. Yeah, Like it almost feels like we're passive. And that's what I want for everybody is to have that feeling and have that experience. When you keep climbing this ladder of the best version of yourself, other things are going to feel almost passive to you. And what a good feeling that is! Because that is the land of opportunity for you to seek another level, right? I'm, I constantly want to be growing.
1: Yeah, yeah, one one million percent. So, I want to ask you. So, give give our listeners some little tidbits uh, of the book. Like some, what are some of your favorite chapters? And um, maybe 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 one, two, three, whatever you want to give. Sure. Just kind of as a teaser, and like, what are those chapters about that that uh, is going to ho- hopefully whet their appetite?
2: Yeah, so uh, you mentioned the Masters, so we'll, we'll talk about that. And I, since I covered it in two thousand one, I've got a little little story where uh, you know golf and you know sports, so you'll get this. But most people know Arnold Palmer, the, the late Arnold Palmer, the King, Arnie's Army. And uh, I was twenty one years old covering the Masters, and with the with a reporter in Augusta, Georgia, who'd been in Augusta for probably twenty years before I even worked at the TV station. And when Arnold comes out – and Augusta is a very small television market, just to give give some background here. Very small television market. When Arnold walks out of the clubhouse, there are hundreds of reporters trying to get him. And and George, who I'm working with, I'm running the camera that particular day, and George goes, come on over here. We're going to go grab Arnold. And I go, yeah, right. We're going to go grab Arnold. Arnold walks right out of the clubhouse and right up to George and goes, hey, George, the reporter I was with that day how you doing, George? Nice to see you. There's ESPN. There's, there's every other news organization in the world is at the Masters at this mm-hmm. time because it's 2001 Tiger Slam. And George walks right up to us. And I went, that was a moment for me. I was like, Arnold realized that he's just a person. I realized the king is just a person. People are just people, man. Regardless of who we think they are, people are people just like you and I and just like Arnold Palmer. I got another funny story about Michael Jordan in here. He came to Wilmington when he was uh, with the Wizards. So I I got to talk to Michael a few few minutes and and I said, hey, hey Jordan, do you you see any yourself in some of these younger players? And he looks at me, tosses me a big smile and a wink and goes, no, not really. And I loved it. And that's in the book too. And it just showed me his level of confidence that he was the best in the world, even through multiple retirements, was still through the roof. Um, and, and so those are some of the stories in the sports world of people are people and, and confidence. And, but I got, I got all sorts of stories in here that I learned from my kids as well. First time, you know, one of my daughters stood up, I, I captured it, it last 30 seconds, but I captured the memory. So moments and memories and life, and it's just, it's, it's filled with things I've learned through life. And, um, it's from the lens of a father and a husband and it's a, it's a growth journey book and that's what it is.
1: What is probably the biggest thing that uh, readers will take away uh, from from the book after reading it?
2: Yeah, the the, the feedback I've got so far is it really gets them thinking about what is the legacy that they want to leave for those people that are most important to them. But beyond that, it's not the legacy you're leaving when you're dead, right? It gets them thinking about a living legacy today and now. So when my kids got this, this is all about like what dad wants them to know. And they, they consumed it in like two days. And I got a chapter on work ethic in here. And my son goes, dad, that was my favorite chapter. And I'm like, dude, you're warming my heart. So most people that read it, it gets them to think that's what I, that's the goal for it now is if I can get you thinking about what is it you want the people around you today to know about you and to, and to start thinking about what lessons can you apply to them? that's what this, this book is doing. And and that's a side benefit. I didn't actually expect it to be that, but that's what it's become. So I'm just, I'm in conversations about people, like, don't wait for tomorrow to start telling the people that, that you love and mean the most to you, what you want them to know about you and what you want them to know about life and like share your story. And, um, so it's, it's opening up some real conversations that, that those closest to you want, want to know about you. Yeah.
1: I love it, man. I, again, I I think that this is something that hopefully a lot of our listeners will gravitate towards and realize how important it is because it really is. And, uh, you and I didn't know each other from Adam. I I wasn't even sure why we were jumping on today, as I alluded to in the beginning. And uh, it's funny how you and I could probably talk about this for hours and maybe (laughs) even days, uh, because of the connect, right? I mean, I I've, I've gone through it accidentally. You probably did too, but we've kind of found our way and now we're, uh, sharing it with the world. And it's, uh, this, this isn't hokey folks. I mean, this is serious reality. I'm not kidding. And I think Jason can agree with this. When, when I talk about the stats and, and and what we've done, you know, I spent my entire career focusing on data, focusing on stats. How do I get here? How do I get there? And I just pretty, we were successful, but we just plateaued and never went anywhere else because something was missing. And that something was was the things that I'm passionate for, the things that drive my energy. And I didn't realize it. I didn't know it. And um, I, I, I wish I had known this a hell of a lot sooner in my career oh. and found it sooner because I'd probably <laughs> be retired today. But
2: <laughs> Me too, man. Amen to that. And, and one thing, I don't know if you had this exact same experience, but we talk a little bit about adversity in the book. I think a lot of people, you start to figure some of this stuff out through adversity. So some folks are going through some tough times right now. Adversity is an opportunity if you look at it that. So somebody might be scratching their head going like, how do I come up with it right now? You might be looking at your opportunity and don't even know it's your opportunity. And a lot of people could even look back, go back a couple of years and figure out like something didn't feel right. Like you're you're not doing the best you can do for yourself here. So it may be already presented itself in in the world of just trying to be a better version of yourself and I know for me it it wasn't always there I'm 44 I started thinking about this stuff seven years ago and I just wasn't the person I wanted to be and a little bit of adversity and I'm like all right so I started on a journey and and here we are with um with a book who the hell knew I could write a book I, I failed copy editing in college and have no business writing a book and Four years ago, I didn't want to write a book, but I I'm, I was open to this this path and this progression, and because of that desire, I've got a book, and I'm proud of it, and, and, and wow. I hope you guys will pick it up.
1: I love it. Let me say it again. It's todayyouchoose.com. The name of the book is This Is Your Captain Speaking. Uh, you should absolutely go check that out. Jason, is there any any place, so is that where they would get the book as well? Is there anything that uh, we can offer to the Lab Coat uh, community? Right, yeah, go to, you, yeah,
2: hit, hit up todayyouchoose.com and then uh, chapter one is in there for everybody. So if you go there, you can get chapter one for free. And there's also um, a connect with me button on the page. If you guys connect with me, I'm, I'm happy to spend time talking with anybody in the lab coat agent community about how to kind of find their passion. Um, I'm passionate about talking to people about that. So if you want to reach me directly, connect with me there and uh, we'll even set up a call
1: fantastic jason this has been uh, absolutely uh, amazing conversation oh by the way it was tiger woods who won the masters in 2001 for anybody who's wondering um (laughs) it was it was was. the second masters i actually googled it while we were talking just to make sure i wasn't a total idiot Yeah. but uh good stuff man this has been a great conversation i'm glad we connected and i hope we stay in touch and uh, again uh, for all of you out there listening, go check out todayyouchoose.com. You will not be disappointed. Jason Martin, it's been a pleasure, and I uh, wish you the best of luck, my friend. Jeff, thank you for having me. I really appreciate
0: it. Today's podcast is brought to you by Follow a Boss. Follow a Boss is... The real estate CRM that turns every agent into a top performer. Follow Up Boss is packed with features, but it's intuitive and easy to use. So agents love working with it and it integrates with everything. Use multiple lead sources? Guess what? Follow Up Boss keeps them all organized. Want to try new marketing channels? Switch website providers? Plug them right into Follow Up Boss. Visit followupboss.com. Forward slash lab to see how follow up boss helps you close more deals. That's followupboss.com forward slash lab coat. agents podcasts.